Welcome to the Brew Files from Experimental Brewing, our quick hit series where we focus on fundamental aspects of brewing, including styles, techniques, and recipes. More brew, more flavor, more stories, less time, and still less ukulele. In this episode, we're spinning the wheel and picking a couple of random numbers to see just how good Denny's records of his brew days actually are. What beer will the wheel stop on? Who knows? But let's go see. But first, a message from our sponsors. Getting accurate measurements of your beer is one of the keys to improving your brewing. The Pro Series Hydrometers from Brewing America will help you help your beer. These American-made NIST traceable hydrometers are accurate, easy to read, and the kits come with a cleaning brush and cloth and a borosilicate test flask that uses half the sample size of most flasks. That means less beer for testing and more beer for you. Brewing America is a small, family-owned business of husband and wife veterans, so when you buy a Brewing America hydrometer, you're not only getting a great piece of equipment, you're supporting the people who support America. Brewing America hydrometers are available on Amazon or at www.brewingamerica.com. The next generation of countertop home distillation systems is here. The all-new Airstill Pro from Still Spirits is a revolutionary still that will look right at home alongside your everyday kitchen appliances. This small-batch 2-in-1 distillation system operates in either pot still or reflex mode and allows you to craft high-quality light and dark spirits at home. No hoses, no complicated assembly, just plug-and-play. The Airstill Pro column cools itself with a built-in high-powered fan. The Still Spirits Airstill Pro is available now at your favorite homebrew retailer. Learn more about the Airstill Pro at stillspirits.com or check them out on Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube. All right, welcome back, everybody. And remember, if you deal with any of our sponsors, please let them know that you heard about them here on the Brew Files so they know their money's being well spent. Now, as we said in the intro, Denny and I are obviously fond of doing a lot of recipes. We've done countless, endless, myriad numbers of beers. <laughs> How many different recipes do you think you've brewed? Let me see. 606 batches. I, I mean, a lot of those, though, are repeats. I, probably at least a couple hundred, I would think. Okay. Yeah. So we have endless, endless scads of recipes to go through, and we've chosen a number of our more popular ones or the ones that we really feel strongly about. But I thought it would be fun to put Denny to the test, because after all, this is a man who has endless brew journals. What's batch number five? <laughs> what What is batch number 572? I couldn't tell you what batch number two was for me, uh, but Denny can. So we're going to take advantage of that. And Denny, what I'm going to do is I'm going to use the magic Googles. Yes. And I am going to generate a random number. Great. At that point in time, I will ask you, what was batch number blah, blah, blah. And then we're going to break it down and talk about it. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, magic random number generator. Bless me with a number. Batch number 335. 335. Let's see if I've got that one here. I do. Oh, 
Hey, it was a Maybach. Darn, I was wondering where that recipe went to. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Okay, here, you you want me to tell you what was in it so you can write it down real quick? Yeah, let's do this. Okay, it was a five and a half gallon batch. Uh, it used, uh, 10 and a half pounds of Pilsner malt. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you what kind unless I go grab my notebook. Uh, it used three and a half pounds of a Munich malt. And that was probably a Munich 10 because that's what I was mainly using back in those days. And three quarters of a pound of Caraviana. Okay, so actually more color than I would expect. Now, just to set the stage, when did you brew batch 335-ish? Uh, let, let me see what the date here on this file is. I shouldn't have closed that window. There we go. Uh, you, need to, you need to sing here while I'm doing this. Oh, nobody needs that. Yeah, right. Uh, batch 335, it looks like it was... Uh, Approximately January 1st, 2009. As we're recording that, what, that's 14 years ago? Yep. Actually, close to 15 since we're almost to January 1st, 2024. So, yeah. Now, back in that period of time, you would have been brewing on your cooler, right? And you're cheap and easy? Definitely. Okay. So, cheap and easy, single infusion, which now suddenly made all the German traditionalists go, but where's the decoction? Uh (laughs) <laughs> yeah, good point. All right, original gravity. Uh, let me get back to this other thing. Uh, OG. It looks like I was going for ten sixty eight. Ten sixty eight with a bunch of pilsner, a little bit of Caribbean, and then a Munich uh, or Munich ten. Yeah, right. And this, I, I've made other batches of this, and I don't know if I used the Munich or at least that much of it, but I might have. Uh, hopping was. Uh, Two ounces of Hallertau, uh, 3.6% at 60 minutes. Uh, half an ounce of those at 30 minutes back in the days when I was still doing 30 minute hop additions. And, uh, looks like three tenths of an ounce at 10 minutes. And back in those days, I was using uh, whole cone hops. So no pellets there. Okay. Uh, the, the yeast uh, looks like was S one eighty nine. I've I've also used uh, Y yeast twenty two oh six for this too, and had a really good luck. The fact that it's S one eighty nine and not the Y yeast uh, leads me to believe that uh, this was not the first batch I brewed. That this was uh, a later batch with some adjustments. What do you think the adjustments would have been? Probably well, definitely changing the yeast and maybe adding in the Munich. Uh, I'd I'd have to like go look for that other recipe. Mm-hmm. Well, so now why? I mean, when I think of a Maybach, I don't necessarily think I'm going to have the Caribbean in there. Munich, sure. Any particular reason for those those choices? Yeah, man. Uh, oh, yeah. This looks like it was about the uh, the fourth batch I brewed. My first one was back in, in number 168. Um, yeah, because uh, I had read someplace that Caribbean is pretty common in a Maybach, uh, whether it is or not, I used it in the first one I brewed, and uh, I really liked the results. So there you go. Okay. You said S189. I'm guessing you did just, did you do like a, just a standard sort of traditional lager ferment? Uh, yeah, I imagine I did. Uh, back in, let me see, 2009. I don't think that I had my 
chest freezer to ferment. And I think back in those days, uh, in, in the winter, I would ferment in a tub of water in my garage. And, uh, you know, you notice that this was done uh, in January. I, I originally made all my lagers in the winter because that was the only way I could get them cooled down. So, um, I probably fermented in a tub of water with an aquarium heater in it in my garage, depended on the weather to keep it cool, and then uh, set the aquarium heater to kick in to warm it up as needed. Now, you didn't have the chest freezer. I'm, I'm assuming you had chest freezer for kegs. Uh, no, 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 no. I've got uh, an old Montgomery Ward's refrigerator that I bought in 1980, brand new, just after I got married, and uh, I has always been what I use for kegs, and I still am. Oh, good old monkey ward. Yeah. Uh, back in the day, also when appliances would last until the end of time. That's right. <laughs> and of course, nowadays you do it with a glycol. Right. Putting on your 15 years later worth of experience here, looking at that recipe, what would you change? I would either uh, drop the Munich or uh, make it a lighter Munich. Mm-hmm. I would probably, instead of using a German pills malt, I would use, or, you know, I'd probably use Weyermann or maybe Best back then. I was really into Best pills malt because I decided pretty on that Weyermann had kind of a green, grassy flavor that I didn't care for. Now, for all you Weyermann pills fans out there, that's great. I'm I'm not trying to diss you or anything like that. I'm just saying that... uh, the, it, it's just not to my taste. So, um, let's, um, say that I probably would these days, I would probably use maybe like raw North Star pills. I've, I've been really, really liking that a lot. Um, because it's, it's a really nice clean pills malt, uh, very malty and sweet tasting. Um, and, uh, so, that would be a change. I would either drop the Munich or I would probably use a standard Munich, something more like in the 6L area and a little bit less of it. Uh, I would definitely keep the Caravian. Um, I just, I just uh, went back and pulled up this original Maybach recipe and it was, uh, it was about, uh, 90% pills, uh, 7% aromatic and Three percent Karastan. I have no idea where that kind of thing came from. Probably saw it somewhere. Yeah, probably. And I was using Mount Hood and Pearl and uh, Hallertau hops in that. Well, so speaking of the hops, what would you change about the hops? You already said that you don't do the thirty-minute additions anymore. Yeah, I would probably uh, just go with a sixty, and then maybe a little something of Flame Out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, so here's the second. Here's the second uh, try I made at it. It was quite complicated. It had eighty three percent pills, four percent crystal fifteen, eight uh, percent Munich, two percent aromatic, and two percent carapils. And the hops were Spalt and Hallertau. Uh, as you can tell, I was kind of like just. Winging it? Cast, casting about for a, a recipe. <laughs> yes, but I noticed that as we get into the one that we were just talking about, it's gotten simpler. So, Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely so. Uh, you know, that's that's one thing that I learned quite a while ago was, uh, 
you know, sometimes you need a lot of grains in a recipe and sometimes you don't. Uh, so, you know, I, I think that probably what happened as time went on, uh, I, I looked more and more at what each one of those grains brought to the beer and probably either couldn't say what that was or decided it was unnecessary and, uh, and, and simplified the recipe down. Mm-hmm. As, as we often advocate for. Yeah, right, right. Um, and I, you know, I, I would have to again go outside and dig up my notebooks to see uh, if there are any additional tasting notes or anything. But, uh, as let me see, I've, so I've done this four times now, uh, between 2009 and 2016 or whatever. Um, so it would be, you know, I, I don't, I, I couldn't tell you which one of those recipes I liked the best, but I would think my memory is that it was the very first one that was my favorite of all of those. Uh, the only question though is, is that your favorite just because it was the very first one? Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, it, it could be. All right. You ready for a number one? Sure. All right. Random number generator. Give me a random number. All right. 392. Okay, ProMash Recipes 392. Let's see if we got that one. Spinning the magic wheel. 392. Oh, Milo's Alt. How about that? That's what I just kegged the other day. <laughs> All right, perfect. So we've talked about Milo's Alt before on the show. Yeah, we have. Just put, if you can, pull up the recipe. Tell people what was in it and what was in the version that you just made, if it changed. Right, okay. And the date on that one was January 22nd, 2011. There we go. Okay. So Milo's alt consisted of Munich malt, uh, eight and a half pounds, 73%. Pilsner malt, three pounds, about 30%. And a little bit of Cinnamar for coloring. Uh, hops were, uh, Spalt Select, First Wort, uh, another, uh, dose of the Spalt Select at 60. And, oh, it looks like I even threw in a little bit of Tetnanger at 60. Uh, probably just because I ran out of Spalt and needed to get the, uh, the IBUs up. This was a, uh, 1055 beer, as I recall back then. This always turned out a little bit stronger than that. And 48 IBUs. Mm, 48 IBUs of Noble. Yeah, exactly. All right. So we got that. And what happened with the, the most recent version? Like anything changing? I'm assuming. Yeah. Um, the ratio of the, um, Pills and Munich was pretty much swipped, <laughs> swapped, so that it was mainly mainly pills. Uh, I'm actually, I'm pulling up the recipe for the latest one here. But yeah, I decided, you know, I guess when I started brew all grain, and I know we talked about this before. This beer was the first all grain beer that I made because it supposedly used Munich malt and that's you know that's why I got into brewing all grain was so that I could use Munich malt and make uh, make an alt beer um so a lot of my early ones were all Munich this particular latest one though this is the one where I was uh, testing out the Montana craft malt right and uh, 
they had sent me 10 pounds of pills and 5 pounds of Munich. So this one, the latest version, ended up being 8 pounds of pills and 5 pounds of Munich. So, you know, there was a, a higher percentage of pills malt. Uh, you know, originally it was 8.5 pounds of Munich and 3 of pills. And then just, you know, an ounce of midnight wheat for color since I didn't have any Cinemar around. Hopping was uh, Spalt and Mount Hood. You know, and I'm still doing the first word hopping on this. I have since the very first batch. Um, what does it do? I, I have this fantasy that it increases the hop flavor and smooths out the bittering. I don't know if it does or not because I've never done it any other way. Uh, this beer was, uh, theoretically around, let me see here. What were this? Uh, Looks like it was about 10.52. Uh, it was about 50-ish IBUs, 46-ish IBUs. Um, you know, so in, in the same, in the same range as the other versions. I'm curious. So first we're hopping, you never done it without. I'd be curious what the hell would happen if you didn't. Yeah, me too. And, and if I could ever tell the difference, but you know, it's kind of like one of those why mess with success things. Uh, I, I, I like this beer so much and I'm not that curious to find out what it would be like without it that I would, I would make it without it. If, if I really, if I really wanted to find out the truth, yes, I would do that. I would make two batches back to back, uh, use first word hops in one and not in the other. But let me have my fantasies, man. <laughs> Don't disturb the dream, dude. That's right. That's right. We've seen a little bit of a shift and a little bit of evolution. I do think it's funny that this one, it's like, well, I swapped it around because that's what I had. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, you know, through the years, I have gone lighter on the Munich and heavier on the Pils malt after discovering that a real German alt beer wasn't. Uh, all Munich malt. I, I kind of call this an Americanized alt beer. I mean, how can it not be? But especially when I use so much Munich, uh, you know, the, like the recipe I've seen from Zumerica, which makes my absolute favorite alt beer, uh, doesn't have any Munich in it whatsoever. Uh, and it has more crystal than you would ever guess would be in a German recipe. Yeah. I would, I would if you just had me say natively what would be in there, I wouldn't, I don't think I'd ever say crystal. Yeah, right. So there you go. You got two recipes, two different changes. I love the fact that you just literally brewed my household again. Yeah, well. Didn't, didn't that work know, out? It does. But you know what? That's what I have found through the years. I'll, I'll go back looking through my notebooks to find the recipe from the last time I brewed something. And I'll take a look and it's like, oh my God, I brewed this almost exactly a year ago. And it's not that I plan it it's just that at certain times of the year apparently i get a hankering for certain types of beer and like i said i've been brewing long enough now that i've developed a bunch of favorite recipes i i don't feel compelled to just experiment and and see what different recipes will get me you know like salmon spawning or like salmon returning to the spawn Denny returns to the recipes. <laughs> yeah, right. Thank God I don't have to swim upstream, though. Yeah, it might be a little more exhausting. But hey, at least you get some exercise before you're having a beer. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's a good start to a random recipe number generator uh, <laughs> uh, idea. 
Yeah, man. Let us know if you enjoyed this, because I thought this was a rather silly idea, but I love the idea of it. Obviously, we have plenty more recipes of Denny's that we could do this with. But Oh, yeah. Well, there we go. The random number generator grants us knowledge. <laughs> well, or opinions. Thank you, everyone, for joining us on another episode of The Brew Files. We hope that you enjoyed this random number trip down Denny's archives. Anyone else out there capable of doing this? Certainly not me. My brewing records are the modern equivalent of a bunch of index cards shoved into a random box sitting on the kitchen counter. Now, remember, if you have show ideas, styles, brewers, techniques, ingredients, etc., you can drop us a line at podcast at experimentalbrew.com. You can reach us at denny at experimentalbrew.com or drew at experimentalbrew.com. You can find us on Twitter at EXP Brewing, on Instagram, on Facebook, on Reddit, and just about every homebrew forum out there. And of course, you can always find us at www.experimentalbrew.com. And don't forget, you can support the podcast by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. You can click the AHA or BYO links on the website, and by going to Patreon and pledging a buck or two or more to our charitable cause, which for this part of the year is the National Disaster Search Dog Foundation. So until next time, remember, the brew is out there, and we'll see you on the next episode of The Brew Files. This episode is brought to you by the American Homebrewers Association. Give or receive an American Homebrewers Association membership by December 31st and select a free brewing book of your choice. This holiday season, purchase one-year membership and choose from 60 different beer and brewing books to meet your goals. Why I suggest simple homebrewing? Visit homebrewersassociation.org experimental for details. Hurry, this offer expires December 31st. <laughs>